0: Here we go. Hey, welcome to Cooking Something Good. Great show today. A lot of people are talking about the problem in the restaurant industry with getting people to work for them. And our guest today is Jean Chabonnet. He owns a great little place in Montreal. It's called uh, Pizzeria Geppetto. It's on Rue Beaubien. And he's going to talk about a take that he has on why there are so few Restaurant industry employees right now, and it's an interesting take it's a little different from what I've heard before, and I think you're going to be interested. He's also going to talk about some of the fresh fruits and vegetables uh, grown in Quebec and what's in season right now, what they cook and what they make at geppetto depending on what's in season. Great interview Jan's an interesting uh, gentleman he's been a friend of mine for about twenty five years. I think you're going to enjoy the show. like to say hello to our sponsors, Jones Barbecue. Mary and Deb Jones are sisters. They're pitmasters. Their father was a pitmaster. They're located in Kansas City, Kansas. They make an incredibly good barbecue sauce. You can get it at our site right now, csgbn.com, cooking something good broadcast network. Think of it like that, csgbn.com. Go to our shop, get free delivery on Jones Barbecue Sauce. It's going to be a great show. We've also got Andrea Jorgensen, Seattle 2 son up She's back on the West Coast, and she's going to be talking about what's in season out there. we we'll are talk a lot about what's in season today. I got my Montreal Canadiens hat on because, you know what? We're talking to someone from Montreal. I'm a Canadian fan. Don't throw shit at me. Stop throwing stuff. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be a great episode of Cooking Something Good, so let's get going. And here we are cooking something good Here we are in the Jones barbecue Studio. Jones ba- Jones, Jones barbecue. Mary and Deb Jones own this great little barbecue place. It's in Kansas City, Kansas. Their sisters are pitmasters. Their father was a pitmaster. And they've got what I think is the best uh, bottled barbecue sauce in the whole world. Jones Barbecue Sauce. You can buy it at our website. Go to csgbn.com. Get it right now in free delivery. CSGBN, like Cooking Something Good, Broadcast Network. And check out all the great offers we have. And talk about great. I mean, talk about great. Does it get greater than Jan Chabonnet? Jan, welcome to the show. Jan, owner and operator of Geppetto on Roubau bien and Rosemont in Montreal. Welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, Dave. How are you? Good. Nice, nice to t- be... Go ahead.
1: It's good to be with you, my da- my friend.
0: It's good to be with you, too. We've been friends for a long, long, long time. I always like to let people know if I'm interviewing somebody who owns a restaurant or, or anything that we might sell or anything I'm promoting on the show. Uh, we've been friends for... Ooh,
1: 20, 25 years. 25
0: years now. Wow, it's a Almost. long time. We're getting old. We're getting. I'm advanced middle aged. That's what I'm calling it from now on. Advanced middle aged.
1: Hey. That's how I. That's how I feel this morning.
0: Yeah, and you've got two kids, so you're gonna feel like that the rest of your life. <laughs>
1: yeah, but quick story. I had to uh, get in the kitchen yesterday. So it's the joys of our staffing problems here in Canada. Probably the same for you guys in the states.
0: Yeah, it's the same here. Uh, I, I know. Let's talk a little bit about that. Where are the the restaurant workers that are so important of cities like Montreal? Where have they gone? Where are they?
1: Um, I felt at the beginning of COVID, a lot of them uh, because we were we had we we shut down like much more than you guys uh, for much longer. Um, the, a lot of them went to work in construction. Where they have uh, better pay, better hours uh, you know um they're off sometimes they're off during the winter where they make uh, their their um unemployment money, which you know kind of equals what they were making in the kitchen before without having to work so
0: now the the housing market' is starting to slow down here do you think it is is it starting to slow down up there a little bit <sighs>
1: Yes, of course, because of the interest rates and everything. But there's so many constructions that are underway and projects that are, you know, permits have been uh, deployed. And so, no, for for I for the foreseeable future, I still see construction as uh, being uh, one of our enemy as far as uh, staffing. And uh, I was talking to a um, Bangladesh uh, origin cook of ours in another location, which has a big... Uh, you know, as a lot of contacts in this community, uh, this these were the type of communities that would take up, you know, cooking jobs, and a lot of them have been uh, going uh, towards uh, Uber. You know, some those kind of self-employed jobs.
0: Yeah. So it's gonna, so it looks like it's going to be a problem for a while. The schools are empty. That's that surprises me. That really surprises me. I mean, is is cooking that people is cooking something that people take up as a profession because they want to make a lot of money, or, or obviously they want to be you know have good lifestyles, but is it in a passion?
1: Well, it has to be a passion. It's certainly not for the money, which is which is the problem now.
0: Yeah. So I mean, that's that that could explain the the front of the house workers. But the cooks themselves, you think these are people who are always been they're artists, right? They they do what they do because they love it. So they're not going to drive Uber because they love it, especially if they have a passion for cooking. So, I mean, that would explain the the front of the house workers. No matter what it is, it's going to be a problem for a while. What are some What are some of the solutions for you guys? Well, uh, technology.
1: One of yes, yes, uh, us. We since we're a group of you know four restaurants, uh, we try to centralize a little bit of some of the production. Mm-hmm. You know, we try to find ways to work around uh, the staffing issues, but uh, you still need hands to for the service. I mean,
0: yeah.
1: that's why I had to get in the kitchen for the first time in seven years uh, yesterday night. That's how that's why I feel advanced mid, middle aged this morning.
0: I was gonna say I'd love to be there while you're in the kitchen though. Um, the, yeah. And I mean you you know I love your restaurant. Even though we're friends, I would not I would not promote to my listeners or, or speak highly uh of any place unless I thought the food was really good. You know my favorite, I love your, your carbonara, but your pizzas are great, your food is good. Getting on to that a little bit you know when you're looking are you keeping everything the same or are you guys always mixing it up
1: our core menu is pretty much the same
0: mm-hmm.
1: Did you we make- always have our the core of the menu yeah is the same we always switch up uh, you know from season to season a couple of pizzas couple of salads couple of pastas that are more summery or more wintry and we also have our our daily menu you know our um our risotto changes daily. We have a pasta of the day, a pizza of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we, but, you know, um, all in all, it's pretty much this, our core menu is kind of stable.
0: Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I know a, a friend of mine who owns a pizza place down here in, well, in Massachusetts. And they've had basically the same menu for 80 years. And they, it's consistent. Fixed, and it's good. I mean, consistent and good. You can't be consistent and good. Yeah, that's it. it. It's really nice. Now, when COVID came, I had talked to a gentleman who owned a little pizza, pizza grinder shop, not like yours. That's all they had was pizza and grinders. They went to all takeout. Uh, it was a big Greek family, so they all had family working. And he said they grossed, the first two years in COVID, they grossed less but netted more than they have in, in a long time because he pared his menu down to the things that had the highest margins. I mean, how, how do you decide when you want to put out something creative, whether it's a, say it's a special, uh, are you still putting out specials that, that it, it may be creative, but it's to bring people in to get to know the rest of the menu? Do you, Have you stopped doing that because you need the higher margins?
1: Uh. No, no, because, uh, you know, we still want to play around with uh, what's fresh and what's uh, what's available at the moment uh, and still be kind of creative. But uh, you really have to watch your price point now, Mm -hmm. because I mean, uh, just 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 for, you know, just for an example, we used to I don't I don't use here in this restaurant uh, vegetable oil, but you know, a, uh, what is it, a five-gallon bin of oil before COVID used to cost around $20 Canadian. Mm -hmm. And now you're lucky if you get it under $60.
0: Wow. So
1: imagine if you have uh, fryers and you you go through, you know, five, 10 bins a week.
0: And you've got, I mean, you have to, that has to reflect in your prices. I mean, there's no choice. So, so now
1: you got to french fry over $5 in a restaurant, you know, just for a, por- a portion of fries.
0: Oh my god. Which, in the land of but, in the land of poutine.
1: In the land of poutine.
0: Oh uh, <laughs> exactly. god. Uh, but you know,
1: then again, the uh, technology is helping. Um, there I, and I'm talking to you about this from experience because you know I'm partners in the Mitch Deli where we use
0: Oil. we had him on a show this past week uh, great guy I love the food up there too uh, max over at Mitch Deli, right up the street from you
1: so funky yeah. so funky it's, cool and refreshing
0: it's really is cool cool and refreshing is just give them a quick plug and and, and yeah. disclaimer you're you're a partner in there in that uh, mitch deli too yeah yeah so, loved it so yeah. yeah I do love it um uh, so go ahead what where were you going with that
1: yeah well like for the oil and um, you know, the, they came up with a device to filter your oil. Mm-hmm. Five thousand dollar device, which is amazing. You can quadruple the uh, the life expect- expectancy of your of your oil, which is which is fantastic.
0: And that's key because your oil price has just tripled.
1: Uh, exactly. Uh, yeah. So, so
0: yeah. So uh, it, it, it is busy this again. Yeah. Uh, you're up. In, you're up in a neighborhood that's um, that that's up and coming. About 15 years ago, it wasn't the greatest. 20 years ago, and it, and it's really a cute little foodie, trendy kind of a place now. Are people starting to to come back in, and and, and is it busy again?
1: It stayed busy. It stayed busy just uh, in takeout and delivery. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at the uh, prices. Um, of, of housing here in the last 10 years it's incredible how it exploded yeah so it's 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 certainly an even more than an up-and-coming neighborhood
0: yeah it's it's there i mean it's really nice and and if you're going to montreal and you're looking for the the a little gem uh that rosemont is it rosemont right rosemont nice little neighborhood and if you're looking for a couple of great places are people complaining about the prices at all? Do you get a lot of complaints, few complaints? Are, they, are the regulars complaining? Are the tourists complaining?
1: You know, I think, I think people are complaining, but, but they also understand what's behind it. I mean, it's, it's, it's unfortunate because at one point, like, l- lunches in restaurants will be obsolete. I don't think people will be able to afford lunches in a restaurant, you know? It's your twenty lunch is now a thirty-five dollar lunch. I mean, you know, for your hour of break at work, it's gonna be. It's gonna get that to be difficult.
0: That's that's interesting because I see the same thing here with lunch—not lunch, but breakfast.
1: Breakfast, same thing. It's you know that the, the six-dollar breakfast is now eleven dollars.
0: And how how often can you afford eleven-dollar breakfast? You're gonna spend fifty-five dollars. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's a 20 dollars breakfast.
0: Yeah, that's. That's yeah. With a tip, it's a twenty. That's a hundred. That's a hundred dollars a week in breakfast.
1: Yeah, exactly. If you go there daily,
0: yeah. so it's
1: it's going to be very. Uh, it's going to be difficult for the, the breakfast and lunch places. I think in the future, what do you think? People are
0: what are going to what's going to replace it? Are people going to cook at home more? Or are, what's the solution? Is it going to be like food food breakfast carts like in the sixties and seventies and. Or they'll go along and and serve you these you know wrapped egg sandwiches. Bah, bah.
1: Maybe, maybe. Uh, I think people are going to have to cook more.
0: Yeah, and what what's the social aspect of that? You miss that whether it's professional in a business setting, whether it's uh, with family, whether it's with friends. What's what are the social aspects of not eating lunch together, not eating breakfast together? Will our habits change? Will we become more European, where we we eat later? earlier lunches or, 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 or later lunches with a siesta? I mean, are we gonna change our, our culture?
1: Well, it, it is changing and it's, it's, you know, the celebration of having food, you know, sitting down at the table with uh, friends and family uh, is something that's gonna be maybe less recurrent because of this. Um, it's, it's, it's not, you know, it's not fun uh, you're going to have to keep your your dollars for special occasions. Uh, it's going to become more of a uh, luxury to go out and dine. It is already yeah.
0: become more... Bu- I was going to say it is. I mean, we are much fussier now about where we go to eat any meal. My family, personally, and my daughters are grown now. But I mean, because if you're going to spend that much money, you you're, in the old days you'd be like, Yeah, we'll just go there. What you know, it's it's half a block away or it's a mile away. We'll just go there. As a no, pu- you, don't want,
1: you don't want to strike out
0: now. No, you just can't. And we're yeah. lucky. We have a little place in, in Hatfield, Massachusetts, one of my homes that has a little place called Fishtails that has great food. And it's a great story. You'd love the story. The woman was a she was a bar manager. Almost no cooking experience at all. And they hired a big-name chef, and then he bolted and quit on him. She couldn't find another cook, so she said, I'll try. Turns out she's a natural. So she runs the whole place now. She's a cook. Food is really good. Those are far and few between, though, but great story.
1: Great story. Uh, I mean, she puts love to it, I guess.
0: Yeah, and she absolutely, she, she's fallen in love with it. But wouldn't you like if you find out your maitre d' has never cooked before and decided she, you know, you have to throw her in there, and she was just a, a natural that's just a lucky break. But, but it is. yeah. getting back to my point, I'm not going to go out to eat at a restaurant I know isn't great. That's why, you know, Geppetto. Oh, yeah. When I go to Geppetto, it's special for me. And I'm pathetic because I'm going to get the carbonara every single time. And everybody around me gets everything else. And I try it by like, wow, that's good. Next time I'm getting that. But uh, I, I love your carbonara. I really do. It's one of it's it's one of the best I've ever had. Like, you know, it's it's a, a French Canadian individual makes a carbonara, an Italian dish, as well as any Italian I've ever, ever, ever had. Make it for me.
1: A killer carbo.
0: Hey, and it's good for you too. I believe it's good for you. <laughs> you know carb, carbonara, they say it comes from, from carb carbo means coal. And they the the Old Wise Hill is they would feed it to the coal miners because they would be underground for five hours and then they'd come up to eat and they'd go underground for another five hours. So they needed all that, that carbs, those carbs. That's where they. It's a winter dish. Yeah. I, it's a good dish anytime, anytime at all. Any future plans? What else is going on? You got anything uh, in the works for the future except uh, being a star and cooking something good?
1: Seriously. Um... Staffing is my main, main issue
0: these days. What are you doing? Are you are you hiring companies like Indeed or some of those other staffing companies? Are you putting ads out? Are you just
1: last two months? I'm about a grand in, in in Indeed, uh, Craigslist, Surcads,
0: uh, anything? Nah. Let me ask you, if anybody's watching this show and they want to go, they're either going to college in Montreal or they want to go live in Montreal for a year or so, is the process of getting a work permit for an American uh, difficult?
1: For American, I believe it's quite rapid. Yeah. Um, I'm actually looking at Europeans right now and willing to pay a dime and wait for them to arrive. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh i'm in uh, communication with uh, an immigration lawyer that's helping me out with this uh we're actually going to sit down and look for our for our needs for the next uh let's say next season for all of our locations yeah uh it's it's gotten to that point we 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 need to outsource to Europe. There's, there's Nobody wants to do it here.
0: Yeah, we can't get anybody to work here, but maybe somebody here wants to spend a year in Montreal or two years in Montreal. and, and Bring them on.
1: We'll take care of him. What's
0: your email address so they can reach out to you?
1: Geppetto Bobien, two P's, two T's, B-E-A-U-B-I-E-N at gmail.com.
0: All right. We'll post that down below here. Uh, uh, maybe.
1: So, yeah, where you can post uh, for job offers
0: excellent so hopefully you find somebody but I tell you it's it's hard enough to find I, it's the same story all over everywhere all through people I interview in Canada people I interview in the United States people I interview all over the world I'm getting the same the same story over and yeah, over and, and over again
1: to have somebody uh, answer your ad it's another thing getting them to follow up and come to the uh, to the meeting that you've had uh, Scheduled
0: what's the percentage? I was always interested of the people who respond to the ad What's the percentage that actually follow up and and you you get them in?
1: Listen these days, it's not even ten percent ten percent. Maybe oh
0: my god. We're now the ones being interviewed That's crazy That is crazy Amazing my god. Maybe I'll come up for a year and work. I'd be a good dishwasher. I'd be a great dishwasher I'd be a good server Welcome. And I'll,
1: I'll 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 find you stuff to do.
0: Welcome to Geppetto. My name's Dave. How can I help you? You want a pizza? Yeah, yeah. You want some? Hey, that carbonara is good here. Let me show you. I'll t- I take my fork and I, I, t- I start actually, eating. The, I start eating their carbonara.
1: You'd be the best, uh, you know, sandwich man that you put in front of a store there to get people in.
0: Oh, with those little arrow things, I'd be a yep. good person. And after a couple of after a couple of months, my French would get better. My French is always so terrible when I get there. And then if I'm there for three or four days, it gets better. Then after a week, it's good. But the minute I leave, it's terrible. Like gotta I gotta practice. I know, and that's what I should do. I should practice. I could be your signboard guy. It, so the I'd wear the one like, and I can wear my my Habs hat. Absolutely. All right. I have one daughter I raised right. She's a big Canadian fan. And she's she, and you have to you have to promise her. She. This is coming from her. So tell Jan to promise me that if Cole Caulfield comes into Geppetto, that uh, sure. you you contact me immediately. She, and I've said, yeah, directly I said Jan's not going to be your pimp. Absolutely <laughs> not. But uh, he's too tall for him, anyways. What's that? He's too tall for him, anyways. She's only five one five two. Oh,
1: that was shit then.
0: Anyway, what do you think about this season? Let's talk hockey for just. I know you're in a hurry. You got a lot going on, but uh, what do you think about the off-season moves here?
1: Oh, everything's going in the right direction. Stick to the plan.
0: Yeah, it was weird going from the finals, granted under a format that was different, and then finishing dead last. And I watched almost every game to the bitter end last year. It was was that hard. ever
1: excruciating,
0: and especially it, first half of the season. Yeah, and I mean when Carey Price is in horrible. goal. Yeah, when Kerry Price is in goal, there's always a chance you're going to win the game. Always. Now, is Kerry is he back?
1: He was in goal five five games last last season. Yeah,
0: and so what are we going to get out of him this year? Is, are we going to get him? Is he going to? No, oh, no, no. No, no, no.
1: The, uh, the dream, ideal dream uh, scenario, since we're pretty much certain that he's off for the whole season, is we suck this season. We keep on... Uh, drafting and Mm -hmm. making trades and getting younger and building our core and getting more experience with our young guys. The next season, he's back for a kind of, you know, uh, get back into shape season where we keep on following the plan. And in the third year, Price for his two last years where we have a window open for the Cup. That's my...
0: I gotta wait till I'm 61 years old. Holy cow.
1: Hey. It's less, it, it's less time waiting than the Leafs fans.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a shame, isn't it? That's a shame. No, no. <laughs> my daughter actually went to school one year with the, um, with, uh, the Leafs um, coach. Oh, my God. Not the coach now, the coach before. I, he's totally. Oh, Babcock. Babcock, yeah. Very, oh, yeah. His son's a very nice young man. Really nice young man. She was a uh, freshman when he was a senior. And he was dating one of her teammates. She played field hockey.
1: You know, actually, the the, the father studied at McGill.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'll tell you, son is a class act. Very nice kid. So, father also. Yeah, the father must be too. It's like, a, you know, a parent, a dog. You, meet, you Show me a mean dog, I'll show you a mean owner. 99, not always, but 99% of the time. Show me, a, show me a mean kid, I'll show you a mean parent. Not always, but 99% of the time. I have no proof to back any of this up, but sometimes I just babble on and on. I got my Tim Hortons coffee. You know, there you I, go. You no, know, I never drank coffee till I was 56 years old. Hated it. And then COVID started.
1: Drinking Tim Hortons coffee, I understand why you hate coffee. <laughs> <It's>,
0: <laughs> you know what? I, became a, I don't know why I like it. But then I went to Italy. When I went to Italy, I had, like, real coffee. And now you're talking. Yeah, now I want to actually go back. And I loved Italy anyway. I mean, the food there. Have you been, you've been to Italy or no?
1: Yeah. My, uh, my honeymoon. Oh, nice. 28 days. Where'd you go? driving a little Citroen 2CV, ah. 3,000 3, kilometers.
0: Where'd you go? Did you go to Puglia at all?
1: I went everywhere. Oh, that's great. And I went back to Sicily since I, I hadn't gone. That's
0: on, that's on my list. I mean, I've got to get to Iceland and Sicily are on my bucket list. I'm going to ask you a question before I let you go. Um, you talk a lot about, about sourcing and, and, and fresh, uh, seasonal ingredients that you like to use. What is your region of Quebec known for when it comes to, to vegetables and fruit?
1: You mean during the
0: summertime? Uh, well, any season,
1: well, you know, uh, Quebec is great for potatoes. Yeah. like I didn't super, know that. Super good potatoes. Yeah. But in season, I mean, all the primes are, are wonderful. I mean, we get amazing asparagus. It all depends on the farmer, the way he operates. Uh, but we get these uh, ancient tomatoes that are amazing. And, you know, we. it's just that the season is kind of short. And, yeah. and so, the and ones- of course, you don't around but strawberries from the island of orleans which you enjoy
0: yeah it's my favorite place in the world i had black currants at Ile d'olien which were the best black currants i've ever had the sisters yeah, that, place. They that sisters. yeah i mean unbelievable great just magnificent blaze really loves them too <laughs> our friend blaze he loves he loves those black currants also he Good loves place. those sisters he probably does love, plays likes, plays loves the ladies. All right. But the black currants are great. And, and uh, yeah, I'll let you go. Uh, we'll get up there soon. I might get up there next week. I don't know if you can be around next Saturday, but I might get up there next Saturday. We'll talk. All right. See you soon. Uh, Jan Chabanet, owner of Geppetto, the one in Rosemont, and Rubo Bien, my old friend. It's great to see you as always. Love to your kids. Love to your beautiful wife. And we'll see you soon. Un abrazo. All right. Hasta la prossima. Right? Ciao. Ciao. Hey, everyone. If there's one thing I know quite a bit about, it's a solid waste disposal and recycling. I ran a trash company for 25 years, and my family owned a trash company, three generations. My grandparents started it for about 75 years. If you are, say, doing your kitchen over, cleaning something out, or you own a small business, a medium-sized business, a large business, a huge corporation, or you just need trash picked up at your house, I'm going to tell you, the company you want to call is E L. Harvey. You can find them at elharvey.com. This is a pretty big company, but it's still family-owned, and it's still family-run. They've been in the business, the Harvey family, since 1911. Yeah, they're going on 110 years. They're great corporate citizens. The family is made up of some of the nicest people I've ever dealt with, and I mean that sincerely. If you need something that's related to solid waste or recycling. The company to call is E.L. Harvey. You can reach them at elharvey.com. E.L. Harvey, quietly improving the quality of life with environmentally sound and economically sensible solid waste and recycling since 1911. Lucas here. Welcome to the Jones Barbecue Sauce Studio, home of Jones Barbecue, Jones Barbecue in Kansas City, Kansas. Oh my, Andrea, my friend, the best barbecue sauce I've ever had. Maybe ever. Not just coming out of of a bottle, ever. And I make a mean barbecue sauce. The Jones sisters make a great sauce. You can check out their sauce and get it online at our website, csgbn.com. Just go to the shop. Remember, Cooking Something Good Broadcast Network. Csgbn dot com. Welcome to the show. It's nice to see you. Actually, it's better to see you in person. It was
2: better to see you in person, yeah. It
0: was so nice. And your friends are great, nice people. Yeah. We had such a great time.
2: Yeah.
0: And I just want to say hello to Atlantic Water. I had an idea. <laughs> I had an idea. I'm going to uh turn my phone off here because somebody is somebody's calling me. Let me turn my phone off. I apologize. There we go. Feliz Navé Me. It's my new song. Feliz Navé Me. Can't wait till Christmas. I'm already fired up. Are you? So I had an idea for, for a kind of a, a spot. I'm going to steal <laughs> kind of a Kevin Klein kind of a line from a, a great movie, French Kiss, that I love. A lot of people thought it was tacky and terrible. I like corny movies like that. But I can be... I Here's here's my commercial. You know I am French and we are famous for, her, for our water... That is why I am sick to my stomach and knowing that Icelandic water is better than our water. It's upsetting to me. and makes my ass twitch. That's random. Icelandic (laughs) water. It makes my ass twitch.
2: (laughs) Oh, God. I
0: like it. Did you ever see that movie, French Kiss? I did not. Great movie. Yeah. Right. It's kind of one of those nice, happy ending, silly. Everything
2: works out the way it's supposed, it's to. supposed
0: to. And nobody <clears> dies. <throat> no one. Yeah, you know, I hate sad movies where at the end people die or they, they don't, you know, the, the guy doesn't get the girl. The girl doesn't get the guy or the girl doesn't get the girl. The guy doesn't get the girl, whatever, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a happy ending. I like happy ending. There's enough misery in life. Why don't we have happy movies? That's the way I see it.
2: There you go.
0: So it's it like to be back in on the West Coast. Are you back on your time zone yet? Are you feeling back in the in the groove?
2: Yeah, you know it's it's a lot easier flying east to west because of the time change. Yeah, like I had a five hour flight and still got in three hours later than from when I left in Boston. So um, <clears throat> it was good. It didn't take long. Um, flight was good. I feel like I'm back in the routine where you know four days in or whatever. So,
0: yeah, so back uh, in the <clears> routine. kids were very happy to see me. And that's nice when they're happy to yeah. see you. Yeah. Because if they look, hi, mom, and they weren't excited, you'd be like, wow, everything I do. Everything I do. And that's the thanks I get. That's the welcome back.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got I- Izzy out of bed in the morning. And she goes, mama, mama, you're home. She goes, mom, I cried the whole way home from the airport. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm so sorry.
0: Oh, um, get over it, kid. Life isn't fair. Get used to it.
2: <clears throat> he, uh, My husband sent me a video of her when they were hanging out while i was gone and she goes i miss mama i've never missed mama before
0: oh my god yeah don't worry they never go away that's okay there's no such thing as an empty nest that never happens they continue to stick around
2: oh yeah
0: it's just they eat more (laughs) they're more expensive When they leave the nest and come back, it's it's a it's a more expensive bill. Hey, we had a good time last week. Great restaurant, we did. Harvest. Oh,
2: Harvest was so good. Yeah, uh,
0: your friend your friends were were great. We had a nice time with them. Um, taking us all to dinner was yeah. uh, was nice, mm-hmm. and I thought that uh, I thought I thought the Harvest was probably one of the better restaurants I've been to in a long long time.
2: Definitely. The, uh, the atmosphere was great. I mean, we were there for lunch. We were there mid afternoon or so, so there was not a whole bunch of people in there, but, um, yeah, the atmosphere was great. Um, was Mike, was he the general manager? Yes. He was, he was so nice. He was very informative. I mean, he, uh, as he said, he hadn't been there for very long, about a year or so, but he was, he was great.
0: I learned a lot. Um, for For a guy who hasn't been there, I learned an awful lot from
2: him. Yeah, exactly. I thought he was really, really informed. Um, the chef was what Nick, right?
0: Volpe, I think it's for yeah. Yep. Was it Tab?
2: No, that Tab was the um, pastry chef.
0: Pastry chef. Yep. Pastries were sick too. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: And they brought so. us different pastries. It was too much.
2: Yeah. And then I had was go,
0: and I went today for my diabetes checkup. It wasn't even a checkup. It was just confessing my sins. Right. <laughs> like, to confess my sins. You're like
2: I already know what the numbers look like, and they're not good.
0: <laughs> oh, they're not good. But I tell you, the desserts were great. I I got the uh, the Leonese, uh sandwich, which was uh, uh,
2: that was delicious.
0: That was so good. Yeah, um,
2: yeah. Joe's. Uh, what did Joe get? The skirt steak. Get. That was yeah, delicious steak, as well. That was good. Yeah, It was
0: well presented. The food was was food really really yep. good. It goes into one of my top, maybe my top twenty restaurants that I've been to. Yeah, and that's hard to to break that list. That stuff. If anybody's wondering, it's in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Uh, exactly. We will get to the address and we're going to have them on in a couple of weeks. And I can't wait to listen to their story and uh, to talk to the chefs, the pastry chef and, and the uh, the head chef and, and let people know, you know, when they're in the city, when they get a chance to get into Boston. This is this is really a must hit. Absolutely. A must hit. And it yeah. was light. You know, it was it was good, but it wasn't heavy. I didn't feel like I felt like I was eating really good quality food. I was eating uh, well-sourced food. I was eating really yeah.
2: good it was fresh. I mean, the ingredients were yeah. Not great, you know,
0: and I felt full, but I didn't feel stuffed. If that makes right. sense, right? Right. I felt like wow, that was a. I felt healthy. Yeah, healthy. Of course, within thirty-six hours, I had eaten a, a, ice cream sundae. What are they? Handy dandy, whatever the hell they're called. Uh, Peanut butter, handy dandy, or whatever that thing is called. Things like this big, and I'm like, oh, yeah, well, that wasn't good. That wasn't probably not. Probably not. not. So I think we're going to get Joe on as a regular.
2: Awesome. Yeah. He was talking about that.
0: And Joe, if you don't know, Joe is an old friend of Andrea's. We've known him for six or seven years now. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. He
2: graduated from Johnson and Wales. So he's got the whole food background and he's, he's an excellent, an excellent resource. We, uh, anytime we're cooking at home and we make something, we'll always send each other pictures. Like, look what I made. Like, this looks great. Or like, I'll be like, Hey, I've got this ingredient, you know, like. I've already made all my regulars and I still have some leftover. Like, what do you suggest? And so we'll swap ideas back and forth
0: and stuff. So, yeah, yeah he's fun. great. Yep. And he's a concierge in Boston, a well-known Boston hotel right now. So he's got a lot of connections and just a very nice person.
2: He's really
0: I nice mean, genuinely him. nice. Yeah. Kind of yeah. a young, he's a younger man. He's younger than you, right?
2: He is. Just a little bit.
0: Just a little His bit. His
2: birthday is next month.
0: <gasps> we got to, what's the date, you know?
2: <clears throat> September 15th.
0: All right. We got to do something. Big, big, big yeah. Joe. Joe, we got to do something big for him. Yeah. All right. We got to make a plan. Maybe I'll get him some Icelandic water. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of accent is that? Icelandic? I have no idea.
2: You could go out to Boston and pretend to do like a live stream with him and then we'll, we'll all
0: buzz in. Yeah, that's a good idea.
2: Yeah.
0: And we'll sing happy birthday. Yeah, we'll sing happy birthday. We'll sing it backwards. <laughs> I don't know if happy I can do that. birthday backwards. Can you, can you do the alphabet backwards? Yes. Fast? I'm mean,
2: going to have to think about it, but I can do it.
0: We have someone coming on. I shouldn't be rubbing my face like that. That's a tell. Like in Seinfeld, you know? Uh, if you touch your face. That's a tell. You ever see that one?
1: Seinfeld so. episode.
0: How was your date? That was good. And then George and Jerry, like, uh huh. <laughs> and only is like, what? They're like, it's a tell. How was your date? The hiring, Jerry. Seinfeld's, uh, his thought is: the higher you go, the worse it was. Oh. Okay, not bad. I got to get out of this relationship. <laughs> anyway, we'll have a uh, we'll have a nice day for Joe. Yeah, Something special. Okay. And uh, <laughs> your other friend, I can't remember her
1: name. It's Nicole.
0: Nicole. She was just as as you guys have been friends since forever, forever, forever yeah. and ever. Yeah. And how you guys went to Tanglewood? How was that?
2: It was excellent, yeah. It was great. I we had like- a great time. There were there were I can't even tell you how many people there. I mean, we got there. <clears throat> we I thought I had read that the gates opened at five thirty. We got there at six thirty, and we like struggled to find a place on the lawn to sit. Like there on were the lawn on the oh. lawn. Yeah, it was it was absolutely packed. Um, but Yo-Yo Ma was there. Uh, Itzhak Roman was there. Um, they had they would play various things and then they'd have a screen come down and there would be like other people that would send messages to John and uh, stuff like that. So Steven Spielberg was one of them. Um, another. Um, I think God, he owes I me money. Steven Spielberg. I
0: think so. Uh, I don't know about that. I was at Jersey Mike's like 10 years ago. And I think like, you're Steven Spielberg. Goes, yeah, I'm short. I forgot my wallet. Can you lend me $7? Cause I got this meatball sub. And I said, yeah, I gave my address. Nothing. Nothing. I doubt, I doubt it. It's not, yeah, it's not true. I doubt it. No, definitely not. Totally no. Nope. Did they play that? They did not, but um they
2: played you know, Oh, James no Taylor was there. Um, oh yeah. You um know they know played the Star Wars music and then at the end, John Williams himself got off on stage and conducted um the theme from Raiders of the Lost Ark. So,
0: you know, that was great. They played Star Wars, huh? They did,
2: yeah. They played some Star Wars music, yeah.
0: Dun dun dun, 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 dun 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 David to do So that is me. You know, that's the word to that. Very few people. Oh, know. is it? Oh, okay. You don't believe me?
2: Um, I don't actually, but that's okay.
0: That's I actually traded Spielberg for the money he put the words in.
2: To a John Williams song.
0: To a John Williams song.
2: Oh, okay.
0: And it was do so There you go. So, what are you working on this week? What do we got going on?
2: We got melons this week. All the melons are in from Yakima. We got the cantaloupe and the honeydew and all of them. Let's talk
0: about melons.
2: Let's talk about the gazpacho we had at Harvest. Oh. That, hands down, one of the best gazpachos I've ever had in my life, if not the best gazpacho. That was, that was. -hmm. It was, it was what? Honeydew? It was a honeydew gazpacho with cantaloupe balls in there. (coughs) Excuse me, a Parmesan foam. And then a.
0: how, How did they make the foam? That was ridiculous. Know, but that was great. I knew and we, then we were. In a, great, I knew what is we were a sunflower? In a great, I knew we were in twill? for a great experience when I had those first. A uh, sunflower.
2: Twelve.
0: Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Oh. We knew we so were good. in for a good meal when we had that.
2: Oh, when they brought that out, I was like, "All right, we're in." You know, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, that was that was
0: delicious. That was so good. I'm drinking more water, by the way. I'm supposed to drink more water. That's what the doctor told me. To do. Oh,
2: okay.
0: Drink more water. So. That's good. I'm gonna. I'm listening. I'm not ignoring you. And plus when I don't have anything my it's like when I sing. If I can't go sing out when my band plays, even if I'm not playing my guitar, I have to my have to have my guitar in front of me. Even if I'm not because my hands, you ever heard that Ricky Bobby movie when he's doing this thing with his hands? I, I'm the same way. I can't my hands. You gotta have something to hang on to. I got to or I gotta be talking with my I think it's the Italian in me. Mm, it's quite talking. possible, yeah. So we got cantaloupe, we got
2: Honeydew, we've got, let's see, they sent me, my local produce market sends me an email every week to let me know what's in there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, golden honeydew, which honestly I've never had. I've just had regular honeydew. Uh, seeded watermelon and the cantaloupe. So, yeah, all the melons are in season, which is great so. because it's like, you know, it. I do a good watermelon salad with some cucumbers and the feta. I think we've talked about that before. Yeah. So like I, that's I, excellent to I do, to do.
0: goat cheese and olive oil. Yep. 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 Yeah, you know what? If you're like me, and you ever, we all should drink more water. You want to get water, melons. Oh yeah,
2: definitely.
0: You get a good dose of water.
2: Yeah.
0: What is water? Water is nothing, but you have to have it. Yeah. Your body, you know, if you're if you didn't drink water for like for thirty six hours, your lips would disappear. If you didn't drink water, for 30, I'm,
2: I'm sure you'd be. That's that's true. Close to death.
0: Your lips, your lips actually disappear.
2: Really.
0: After thirty six hours, and I'm, that's true. I know there's been a lot of bullshit so far, but that's the truth, okay. but it is a good source. All these melons are a good source of water. I love fresh watermelon this time of year.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's the best. Yeah.
0: And that's, yeah. The- and it's so
2: easy. Like I'll say, I'll cut, I'll cut a whole watermelon up at once and I'll have a big bowl of it. And if I'm not careful, I'll like pick at it while I'm cutting those food up. Yeah. And next thing you know, it's like, well, oh, I just bought like an eight pound watermelon and I have two pounds left. Like, how did that happen? Like,
0: and I love this time of year, especially fresh corn, fresh tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a meal. Yep. Corn, tomatoes, mm-hmm. watermelon. That's a meal to me.
2: Yep.
0: It's so good. Smoked Gouda cheese with corn.
2: Oh yeah.
0: Pepper, and I love smoked meat. I like smoked food. Yep. My family, yep. Our, my family are not big fans, which makes it difficult. Uh, it, like yesterday, I made burgers and dogs on the grill. But I used some shaved uh, smoked Gouda cheese. Oh, yeah. And if if you close the grill up to melt the cheese and everybody else's stuff in there, everybody else's stuff tastes like.
2: That's not bad, though.
0: Well, they don't like it. So that's yeah. the problem. It yeah. Is. So then they went hungry and I ate all their food. No. That's there not. you go. No. There but you go. That is what happens. So you have to kind of, kind of be careful. I bought a terrible grill. You know what I did? I'm such a sucker for marketing, you know, I'd buy all these. If if I see it infomercial, I am just, a, it's a joke. I can't help it. Except for, except for those, those what are the, you know, those things as the fryers, those uh, air fryers, which mm. we disagreed on before. I hate them. Yeah. But I saw a recipe. I'm going to try it. I saw a recipe for Oreos. Oreos. Yep. Air fryer Oreo cookies okay and they're coated right so i'm going to i'm going to try it i'm going to take it out try it and i'm going to hope nothing starts on fire yeah you do use air fryers
2: i do yeah
0: so next week here's what we're going to do i'm going to bring all this stuff upstairs okay right yeah no i'm not no i'm not i'm going to call jack and i'm going to let jack do it there you go so we're going to we're going to so we're going to work together. You're going to tell me your favorite air fryer recipe. Okay. And I'm going to make it, and you're going to walk well, You're not going to make it because if okay. I watch you, that's kind of cheating, right? Because then okay, I say, but you're going to talk me through it, and we're going to see if I can make something that tastes good out of an air fryer. Okay. I just I, I, it, it's maybe it's just the old man in me. I don't want any trouble. Just leave me alone. I just want to be left alone, for Christ's sakes. You know, but maybe, maybe if I make something good and you yeah. walk me through it,
2: I can walk you through it.
0: We pass that through. What's your favorite thing to make? Oh, uh,
2: I mean, I love air fryer
0: Brussels sprouts. I'm a big Brussels sprout fan. So, that- those
2: are awesome. I uh, cut them in half. Obviously, you need like all the same size Brussels sprout, right? And you cut them in half, toss them with a little bit of olive oil and some balsamic, throw yeah. them in the air fryer. Uh, I think I did like 375 last time and I was like, they're in there for about 20 minutes and, you know, shake it. So they all do evenly and stuff like that. And then I make a, um, a um, roasted garlic bacon aioli. And I use that for the dipping.
0: See, it's kind of, it's similar to how I make Brussels sprouts. I make them just that way, but with either pancetta or bacon.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But anything. You raw. Yeah. Bacon is like, what's the old expression? What Somebody told me it's meat candy. <laughs> yeah, meat candy. You could put bacon on anything. Bacon and peanut butter is like a dream come true. Peanut butter and jelly with bacon. Do you get the sweet and the salty then that peanutty taste? I mean, bacon. You, you know. Ever candied bacon? Yep. Oh. <laughs> Nate's wrapped in bacon. Oh and yeah. For my Easter, for Easter for my um Thanksgiving turkey every year, I I cover it with bacon. Oh, do you? Which is perfect.
2: Yeah.
0: And then I take uh. I cover with bacon. Actually, I take butter, parsley, garlic, lemon zest, and lemon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And i uh, I soften the butter, I put it all together, then I make it in little balls and I take the skin. Smearing underneath, the skin, yeah. And then I hold the skin down and I press it down and then I cook it in a very hot oven for like really hot oven for like 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I take it out, and then I and I also put salt over the top. So yep. salt and bacon on top of that. Which oh my god! then some butter over the top and then olive oil on top of that so the butter doesn't burn. And then I cook it and inside I put onions and lemons. Okay. And then when I take it out of the oven, I cook it, depending on how big it is, obviously, but say it's a, I don't know how big, say it's cooking for three hours. I let it rest for three hours. Oh, okay. Um, and then I use that because I think Gordon Ramsay. As a thing out. Let it rest. For <coughs> okay. And I'll tell you what, it does make a big difference. Yeah. Then you take your turkey out, let it rest, and you take the pan, take your bacon off, put it Get in the all pan, your juices. Take all your, le- your onions and your, and your lemons out. Squeeze them in and then take them out, bah, 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 put them through, sift them, add a little bit of uh, <coughs> chicken stock. I'm getting my water. Hang on. Yeah. yeah. said <coughs> uh, I have Icelandic water. I like Icelandic water. Adria likes Icelandic water. Everybody in Reykjavik likes and I'm now still got that cough, huh?
2: I do. I'm on round three of antibiotics. It's fun.
0: Drinking our water. And then I add some rosemary to that. Mix everything up before I sift it, actually. I mix it all up and I take a I, that's not what I should be doing um, no. nope. potato, definitely not take, definitely not <laughs> I take a potato masher and I mash it down Then I put my rosemary in mm-hmm. and then I strain it and that's my add a little red wine reduce that and that's my that's my gravy so even though your turkey's cold after three hours you got a hot gravy yeah and it's very, very good. And because you have nice. that bacon, that salt, and that olive oil and the butter on top, it's nice and crispy. I love turkey. I love turkey. My family for
2: Thanksgiving turkey. last year, I went to the local butcher and I bought like <clears throat> I don't know twelve pounds worth of turkey wings, and I made my own turkey stock. Oh, I think I'll be doing that the rest of my life. It was so good.
0: Your own made stock is so nice. Oh, I always have. So I almost always have chicken stock and beef stock that I've made. Mm-hmm. I've frozen olive. I have a big freezer downstairs and I have a freezer in my obviously in my regular fridge, but I keep it and I always have enough that I know that it's there. Yeah. You no, know, it's it's great. And it's I I bag it in small Ziploc bags.
2: Like two cups at a time or whatever. Yeah. With just yeah. a little
0: bit of olive oil that I kind of take a, a, a napkin, put it on the inside. That way it slips right out. Oh yeah. Yep. But if you put one big, huge, I see people that put huge Ziploc bags filled with stock. You never need that much stock.
2: Well, if you're making soup, that's one thing. But if you're just like...
0: Yeah, if you're using it for here and there. So yeah, I, yeah. I have the smallest bags possible. And if yep. I need two or three, I use two or three. Right. But I hate when you're trying to get it out of the Ziploc bag and it's just a little stuck. I just the cut side. the bag. <laughs> but still, you got to rip it off to the side. Yeah. A little yeah. olive oil sneak out of there. And then you can have it. It's nice to have stock in the house
2: yeah yeah
0: it is nice so let's get back to melons for a second yeah what else what else do you do with them i mean i i cut them in slices that's what i do and i love eating sliced sliced melons yeah i mean
2: when they're fresh like that it's it's usually all they do is eat them raw because <laughs> it's like you cut them up and again you're picking at it while you're cutting them up but next thing you know you've eaten half of the melon already and you're it's like bad. oh yeah all right then
0: I also like to take a little in a, in a bowl I'll mix a little honey and a little maple syrup and, and just a little bit of sugar. Don't tell my doctor And then if I'm grilling I'll'll yeah. I'll take a, a a brush and I'll brush them and then I'll put them mm. on the grill and just get that little that little sear that little caramelization on it from the grill. And it sticks it oh, a good idea. upside down spatula and you get it off But it's yeah. so good. I mean, how can you go wrong? We're talking about fresh melon, yep. honey, maple syrup, and sugar. I mean, how can you possibly go wrong? <clears throat> yeah.
2: I do that with um, pineapple. Mix some rum and some brown sugar and cinnamon. Brush that over it on the grill. Oh, God, so good.
0: That sounds really
2: good.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Rum is a good thing. Rum is an excellent thing, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm pro-rum. What did I see the other day oh I saw a great recipe the other day people take coffee and they put them in there and uh, they freeze them in the in the ice ice cubes yeah and they put them in with um with um Bailey's oh yeah 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 and and some heavy cream I mean I, I know it's an unhealthy as can be but I just just to, to make sure it wasn't poisonous I tried it yeah it's ridiculous it is oh I'm sure so 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 good yeah the breakfast of champions. Oh,
2: absolutely. Yeah. That'll get you through your day.
0: No, nah, I only get me to about 9 30.
2: <laughs> <laughs> then you're going to need
0: another one. <laughs> and it's nap time, or I'm going to need another one. But if I have another one, then it's nap time for me. That with rum and a coffee, I'm sleeping, but I'm awake.
2: yeah Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm drunk, hungover, sleeping, but awake. Yeah. you go. You thought I was complicated before. Yeah. But they are very, very good. And if mm-hmm. you don't want a Bloody okay. Mary, I love Bloody Mary's in the morning too
2: yeah oh bloody marys are my go-to brunch drink for sure yeah
0: and it's tailgating season i'm always this is the first year of my daughters in well in eight years nine years because of covid haven't played played division one college sports which means all those tailgates i used to go to i don't i i i'm not going to go to anymore but i can choose which ones i want to go to yeah yeah so my go-to are my I, i think i tell you my sticky pork ribs Mm -hmm. i'm going thursday to a game
2: oh nice okay
0: university of vermont versus merrimack okay um, one of our good friends daughters against my youngest daughter's old school okay good i'm going to be making the sticky pork ribs bringing them up perfect sticky pork ribs are good because you can you can make them three days in advance
2: right and they only get better
0: i think they get better and better and better and if you wrap them in tinfoil, wrap your pan, your whole pan in tinfoil, wrap them in tinfoil.
1: Yeah.
0: And then you can just throw them on top of a barbecue, on top of a grill.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? And just let them heat up and then turn them around. You may want to add a little more of the sauce. But a lot of times that's just going to release its juices back into there, turn them over. There's I swear you're right. They are better. As a couple, couple of days, yeah. Along. So I think yeah. I'll make those on Wednesday for Thursday's game. There and you I'm go. I'm going to one Princeton field hockey game. I'm going to a St. Joe's field hockey game in pennsylvania because our good friend hannah prince who is a winner from start to finish just got the head coaching job at oh, so congratulations good. to hannah and i guarantee you she's going to do a great job because she is an amazing person so we're excited about that Yeah. yep and we're going to catch a uh we're going to catch a bu um vermont game we're going to okay. catch a bc game Okay, Well friends, I'm gonna catch one UMass football game. Okay. Which I've never been to.
2: Okay.
0: Surprising I grew up so close, but yeah. I don't ever remember ever going to a UMass football game. I'm gonna to go to a UMass football game. And then I think I will go to a so it's it's uh what's that? Seven, I think it's gonna be eight events, seven women's sports and one men's sport. Okay. So I've got a tailgating schedule set for this year. And nice. We are interviewing Oh God, I don't have her name in front of me, but she is the woman who runs um, the biggest tailgate in in the world, I believe it is. that the one at Ole Miss? Ole Miss, yeah. So we're excited about <clears like throat> Ole Miss football where they have 125,000 people show up for the tailgate. Yeah. And then like 80,000 go to the game. So 45,000 yeah. people come to the tailgate who don't go to the game. Yeah. And But that's an amazing, amazing... Uh, amount of boost that they have that is a just a well-run machine yeah we're gonna try to get down to one of those games this year if we can and film from there
2: oh you should take joe with you oh my god take joe with you oh
0: joe would love it
2: he joe. would die that would be awesome
0: and we could put well all we have to do is eat
2: well that's yeah
0: exactly big responsibility <clears <clears and it starts at like eight in the tailgate eight in the morning eight- eight, eight- eight in the tailgate goes to seven
2: There you go.
0: So eleven hours of eating, (laughs) and I'll be one of those four thousand who don't go to the.
2: Nothing wrong with that. Just go to the tailgate.
0: I'm just going to be at the tailgate, but you have to really, if if it's that long, you have to you have to watch your. You're going to pace
2: yourself for sure.
0: Food and alcohol, both. both. Oh yeah, because you can get. I get food hangovers. I will wake up sometimes in the morning. I've had one drink. But I just overate, and you wake up. And when I'm when you're younger, you don't have food hangovers. Yeah, hangovers because you drank too much. Yeah. But food, now, I mean, you could have a a pizza at one, a steak at two, and fifty-two jalapenos at three, and you wake up at five because you got to be somewhere. Right go. Yeah, yeah. And what do you have? Leftover steak, jalapeno, and and, and everything else. <laughs> start over again. Yeah. You start at five o'clock in the morning. When you get older, you you get these food hangovers. It's like, wow, oh, that was really good. I feel like I might die this morning. <laughs> so you do have to be careful. <clears throat> Icelandic water. I am not happy about this. I like that. I like that commercial. Oh my God. We got to work on the commercial. And look at am doing a good job.
2: You are doing a good job. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, Andrea, thanks for being with us. Of course, thanks so much. And uh, we'll talk to Joe this week. So I'll tell him that you said hello. Absolutely. And we look forward to having Joe as a regular guest pretty soon. I think think out there, I think you're going to love him. I think you will absolutely love Joe. Uh, Intelligent, knows the food industry, knows the restaurant industry, knows the hotel industry, and just genuinely, and I mean it, a really, really nice guy. So we're looking forward. And thank you, Andrea, for bringing him to us. Andrea Jorgensen whatever your last name is now i can't pronounce it oh. and we will talk to you soon oh. um <laughs> forgetting that i have this
2: yeah that's a problem
0: that's <laughs> my hands i gotta hold the water yay we'll see you next week seattle does we'll tell you we'll see you soon bye we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back after this with more of cooking something good Hey, foodies. Welcome back to Cooking Something Good. You know, when it comes to your kitchen, some things you determine to be necessities, and everyone has their own unique preferences. And for me, it's very good extra virgin olive oil. In my kitchen, there's always only one, and that's Manny's olive oil. It comes from the Greek island of Crete. Manny's olive oil is harvested by hand, which is very rare in this day and age. It's not harvested by a huge automated machine, And that means there's no chemicals, and it means only the best olives make it into each bottle. I can tell the difference. It's the only olive oil I keep in my kitchen. Manny's olive oil comes from his family's own native olive trees on Greece's largest island, Crete. This affordable gourmet olive oil has a unique and bold flavor that can't be found anywhere else. Manny uses only the highest quality of olives, which means they produce only the highest quality of olive oil. You can find Manny's olive oil as well as restaurant gift certificates and other great food-related items at Cookingsomethinggood.com. Cookingsomethinggood.com. Manny's olive oil from Greece with love. Hey, guess what? That's it. Cooking something Good is finished for the day. Special thanks to my good friend and our guest today, Jan Charbonnet. He is the owner of Geppetto Pizzeria, and that is in Montreal. Montreal, listen, it's just a drivable country away. If you're looking to get away, great Italian food and the great French culture, it's just a drivable country away. Hop in your car, get to Montreal for the weekend, have a great time Easy to get over the border right now. You just need a passport. You don't even need a vaccination card. It's a good time to go. Fall's coming, and the fall is beautiful in Montreal. Special thanks to you, Jan. Friends of mine. He's been a friend of mine now for 25 years. Uh, Again, thanks, as always, to our Monday, Monday? Any day. Our weekly contributor, Andrea Jorgensen, from Seattle, Seattle to Sunapee. Had a great time. Special thanks to our producer, Jack Heshin, Robin Lee. She's in charge of all our marketing. We appreciate that very much. And our newest member of our cast, Joe of uh, Joe Joe. Last name? I don't know. I don't even know his name yet. He's an intern, so we'll kinda of work his last name in slowly. On behalf of your host, Dave, do so. Manny's Olive Oil, Jones Barbecue Sauce, and Icelandic Water. Until next time, remember food is fun, fun is food, and it's always foodie fun time right here at Cooking Something Good. Am I wearing any pants? I'm not. I'll see you next time.